Sam, and you're listening to Strangely Enough. This week, for our final episode of the season, we are going to talk about the end of the world. Which is ironic, because I feel like for a lot of people, it probably feels like the end of the world right now. But we're taking a deep dive into some notable dates of the past where there was a whole lot of hullabaloo surrounding the date and what it meant for humanity. So basically we're going to look at several different dates. Rachel is going to go over the millennia, millennium, millennia, you know, 2000. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go over June 6, 2006. 666, you know, the devil's number. No <laughs> AKA emo beatdown day. Y'all know what you did. Don't ever do it again. <laughs> that <was> bad. <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> um, and then Amelia's going to talk about, it was in 2012. What was the exact date again? It's 12-21-12. Yes. And then Natasha is going to fast forward us a little bit to December 21st, 2020? Yep. Okay. Good (laughs) memory. I'm doing great. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we're going to go over all of these dates. We're going to take a dive into why people thought they might be the, the mark of the end of the world. And kind of look at predictive astrology a little bit to see how that plays in. And actually, at least in my case, I found some information about numerology as well. So some of it might sound familiar uh, in regards to like the episode we did last week. So that's what we've got going on for you. And we are going to start in chronological order, which puts our lovely Rachel first and foremost. Hello, everybody. Okay, so I'm going to talk about the millennium, which was January 1st of 2000. Um, But really, everything that came along with this happened before the actual date. So I don't know if you guys remember the millennium, but for some reason, this has always just been like a very vivid timeline in my mind and memories because um, my mom had a best friend at the time who was like really freaked out about this day and a lot of people really did believe that this was going to be the end of the world there was no um astrological predictions about this happening but there were conspiracy theories and there were religious views and religious groups who thought that this was going to be the end of the world too and they actually did end up connecting somehow the conspiracy theories and the religious prediction. So I'll get into that. Um, so I was talking with the girls yesterday and I just wanted to share with everyone that while all of this craziness is going on in the world and people are going crazy, they think that this is it. Everything that we know is going to end. And I, you know, was just a young girl. Um, and I wanted to dress up for the millennium. Because <laughs> like, like one does. Why not? Which I also think, I didn't actually like dive into this as far as my research went, but I do believe at this time period when like the year 2000 happened, there was a pivotal movement within fashion. Do you guys recall? 
it's all the metallics. Metallics. Yeah. Xenon. My mind immediately goes to Xenon. Like it was like we are now in the future. Um (laughs) I mean I was seven, so I don't remember it super well. Which means you were probably what, Rachel, eight? Yes, I was eight. Um so, you know, I wanted to dress up. I didn't wear metallics, though. My lovely mother just sewed 2,000 buttons onto a white polo shirt, and I wore it to school. The patience that woman <laughs> must have had. Literally, like, buttons. By buttons, I mean, like, shirt buttons. Just oh. all over it. Did you have it? Did she have, like, a random box of buttons? Because I had that growing up, but it was because I made necklaces out of them. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. I just remember being like, I'm wearing this to fucking school. Like, of course <laughs> I am. Goddamn baller. <laughs> that was the most, like, emo, early 2000s kid thing I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I feel like that's, like, up there with, like, safety pin earrings. <laughs> Listen, bitch, it was a movement. <laughs> I, hey, I would have worn that whole show. <laughs> Yeah, I know that there is a picture somewhere. I'm going to try and find it so that hopefully we can share it on our social media sites because it's something. I also had like pretty much a bowl cut at that time and some oh my God. very <laughs> awful <Yes>. things. But <laughs> if, not the, if not the shirt itself, we at least need the picture. Yes. You know what, so. So I feel your pain there, Rachel, because I was like a huge bitch about getting my hair brushed. So for most of my young life, I had like a bowl cut mullet type deal going on. Oh, yeah. We could definitely get into uh, home haircuts. I have a lot of great stories. (laughs) Next season, whole season. (laughs) Yeah, next season. We will get into that. Okay. Yeah. So I had this shirt. It was a white polo and it was covered in different colored buttons. Shout out to my mom. Um, you know, I was just like, this seems like what I should be doing right now while everyone else is worrying about the world ending. Um, and as I mentioned, my mom's best friend was like truly ready for the end of the world. He took all of his money out of the bank and stuff. And I never really thought anything of it. I was just like, oh, there he goes again. But, um, I did some research. So there's a couple different things that were going on at the time. Um, you know, 2000 the year 2000 is about to happen so in the months leading up to it one thing that people were thinking about was how this could affect computer systems because it's very common still to this day you know using a two-digit code to represent a year so for example leading up to the year 2000 1999 in computers and all sorts of you know information systems whatever it may be software you would see 99, not always 1999 or, you know, 95, so on and so forth. So people were truly feared, fearing that this was going to wreak havoc. This was called the Y2K bug conspiracy um, or the year 2000 bug, millennium bug. And people were under the impression that once the clock strike midnight, happy New Year's, it's now January 1st, they literally thought this was going to create a massive glitch throughout the entire world, not just here in the United States and across the entire world, and that it was going to affect banks, power plants, airlines, travels, grocery stores. So people are thinking like, 
this is going to affect things so drastically that like everyone's going to go insane and the world is just going to end. So that is part of the conspiracy theory aspect of it. Um, and I'm going to come back to this and how it connects with the religious groups, but there were a lot of religious groups as well who thought that this was going to be the second coming of Jesus, which if you're religious or in not all religions, of course, but in some religions, the second coming of Jesus means that the world is going to end. Come on down, Jesus. Come on down. <laughs> yes. Um, so it was going to be the end of time and pretty much Jesus is coming to like come back and he's going to make judgment on the sinful world and you're either going to be like taken with Jesus to heaven or you're just going to die because the world is going to just, it's over. It's going to end. <laughs> this was more of like a radical view though in religious groups. Um, and these people were thinking like, they truly believed they were going to start seeing signs that this was going to happen in the millennium. So they took the conspiracy theory of the Y2K bug and they were like, this is our sign. Everyone's freaking out because they think computers and whatnot are going to go crazy and this glitch is going to happen and numbers are going to be off and blah, 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 blah. Like banks are going to shut down. Um, and then in their mind, they're like, okay, these people they're the ones who are proving us right right now because they think this is going to happen, but really, Jesus is coming back. <laughs> but really, oh. it's better. Jesus yes. is coming. Uh, Jesus wash your is, linens. <laughs> yeah. These people are truly thinking, like, this is it. You know, and masses of people who believe this, who were religious, mostly, it was mostly Christianity. They were truly like, okay, we're going to, like, get ourselves prepared and we're going to wait. For Jesus to come and get us and and like everyone else is they're just gonna die um <laughs> they, they literally that's what they thought like they would so poetic. there's like s stories of people going groups of people going and waiting like outside on this day the millennium of course this didn't actually happen and there was no glitch there was certain things that happened in other countries that made people like freak out a little bit like for example there was missiles fired off in russia and they thought oh my god the computer glitch did it but actually they just act were intentionally doing it <laughs> russians are assholes <laughs> by surprise <laughs> <laughs> um and there was something else too i believe that there was a power plant in asia that it kind of, I don't know, they lost power or something and people for a hot second really thought that this was the beginning of it. But the generator turned on and all was fine. <laughs> I remember <laughs> my my mom having like a New Year's Eve party and I was allowed to stay up till 12 and we mm -hmm. all thought the power was going to go off or at least I did <laughs> because that's what everybody was talking about. But then it didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. What a letdown. What's <laughs> so disappointing right. as a kid being like, hell yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And, it happened, and then it's just completely anticlimactic. <laughs> right. And like these other things happening around the world are like probably coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Truly. So it was a wild time. And again, I was just like, I will whip out my button shirt and I'm ready for anything. It doesn't matter what happens. If <laughs> Jesus on, does Jesus. come back. 
he's gonna like me and if the computer's glitch at least i have two thousand buttons that i'm sure they'll come in handy i'm useful as fuck i may not have followed you in faith but i am here to be productive for you second coming (laughs) also just so we all know if you just would like to paint this picture a little bit more in your heads i was extremely small when i was a child like i thought it was cool to be like three foot ten because that was my bus number oh my god so i was like i rule the bus i rule the hood i'm 310 bus 310 like you cannot you are so teeny tiny that's so small rachel it was so like for years into middle school i'm not kidding i was like tiny so me millennium 2,000 buttons. 2,000 buttons. And real short, ready to take on the world. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, like I said, I did find it interesting that there's no um, astrological predictions behind this at all, just because in the year 2000, it's not like that wasn't yet a thing. Horoscopes were a thing. People were reading them, and I was able to find random horoscopes for the day but nothing about the millennium specifically. There was no like, this is going to happen or anything like that, or this is not going to happen. Um, it just it just wasn't a thing. It was just mostly people were really concerned that the computers across the entire world were going to go haywire. Um, and the religious groups were like, Jesus is coming back. And nothing happened. Not a thing. I remember hearing, and I can't remember if it's from my mom or if I saw it on the news. Those are my two avenues of knowledge when I was a child. But I remember hearing that, like, you couldn't find bottled water or, like, gallons of jugs of water at the store for, like, months ahead of time. Yeah. (laughs) People were stockpiling so People were, like, essentially planning for an apocalypse because they didn't – people who were – falling into the Y2K bug conspiracy weren't necessarily thinking it was going to be an immediate end of the world, like the religious groups were predicting. These people were thinking, like, get your money out now because, and, like, get your supplies, get your shelter in order because everything's going to go so crazy. This is going to be such chaos that we're going into, like, an apocalyptic world where if you don't get your money out of the bank, you're not going to have any. You're not going to have supplies because the stores are going to shut down. They really thought that this glitch was like going to take over. And that is, I mentioned my mom's best friend. That's truly what he believed too. I remember him being like, no, you guys, you need to follow suit. And we were just like, okay. We didn't though. but You bought like an extra water at the store that we did. Yeah. yeah, we go to the store and my mom's like, hmm, a, a bucket of buttons. <laughs> <laughs> what will I need when the earth crumbles to its core? Mm, buttons. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. I see you're 2000 and I raise you 2020. Yeah. Right. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yep. So there was a lot of other religious groups, though, who didn't believe in this and they thought like the chaos that people were fearing and whatnot was more just going to turn out to be a wake-up call, which essentially, I guess, I don't know if you could say it ended up being a wake-up call, but um, like maybe to some extent, if you were someone who did actually go through steps to like prepare for this. 
you know, I mean, because if, it's pretty intense. Else, <laughs> right. If nothing else, I produced some bangers. We got Waiting for Tonight by J-Lo. We got Prince. Anything. <laughs> like, there's so many good songs about that turn of the century, so. Yeah, it was a really big, it really was, like, a pivotal time for fashion and music, like, the rest of the world in that regard, we stepped it up. Metallics came. <laughs> Pop was thriving. Like, and luckily, nothing bad happened. The glitch. Some people truly thought that when the millennium happened and the computer systems were going to start using double zero to represent the year 2000, that, like, it was going to bring them back to the 1900s. Oh my like god. The year 19. Time machine. Come on. <laughs> down. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, a lot of panic. A lot of people were freaking out and I know that I as a 8-year-old I definitely wasn't like panicking, but I do remember this. Like very vividly. I just remember there being like something's going on. The year 2000 is going to happen and like we might all die. So. <laughs> Some heavy shit for a kid. <laughs> right? But. Oh, my God. So that's how I felt when I, like, started hearing about the date I chose. And, like, I'll go into it further when it's my turn. But I don't want to cut you off. You can go for it. Unless you guys have anything you want to add, then. <laughs> that, like, so you're saying how vividly you remember like the millennia is it millennia or millennia i think millennium yeah because of millennium. The one, it's like the turn to the next one yep it's because of the backstreet boys album obviously ab so okay guys yeah, stay with me for one second <laughs> okay do you remember the inside booklet of backstreet boys millennium like there was the back picture, of my hand there was a picture of nick carter sitting on what appeared to be a glass square in of like puddle of water with his foot touching the water it was the best goddamn photo i had seen to date at that point we could recreate it i just i just needed everyone to okay thank you for that visual it's been a while yes (laughs) the essence of art um but yeah as like as vivid as that was for you rachel that's how i feel about june 6 2006 which was 666, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the number of the beast or the mark of the beast or whatever. I remember, like, hearing about it probably at school because I was at middle in middle school at this point and, like, hearing people say that it was going to be the end of the world and everyone was going to die. And so I was, like, freaking petrified. And I remember calling one of my friends crying because I was like, I just want to be on the phone with you when it happens. I'm so scared. Oh, oh. So wow. I'm a huge baby and also a drama queen. <laughs> Who guessed it? Oh. So yeah, that's um something I remember vividly about one of the end of the world dates. <laughs> and so naturally, when we were talking about doing all these different um, dates and, you know, trying to look at the predictive astrology for it, I was like, all right, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do June 6, 2006. <laughs> 
So I didn't find much in regard to the like predictive astrology or anything like that similar to Rachel. I mean, like Rachel said, horoscopes came up and stuff like that, but nothing really indicating like the stars aligning in a certain way or planets being in a certain spot and having it relate to why people thought the world was ending. It was also a pretty big religious thing because in Christianity and like those types of religions, they're, they've throughout history used 666 to associated with like the devil and the antichrist and all of that lovely stuff so (laughs) it's all for Um, you damien (laughs) best best movie yes and most notably 666 or 6606 was when they had was it was a remake right of the omen oh yes Mm-hmm. It was a Tuesday. It was a release date on a Tuesday because it aligned with the <laughs> the number. <laughs> oh. That seems risky. It was. Yeah. I don't know how the movie <laughs> fared as far as box office. I know I contributed my, like, $6.25 to see it midday. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> I still have not seen it to this day, and I think it's because of like being so freaked out but um yeah anyway so it (laughs) that was a tangent sorry um so it basically has a lot of like historical and religious context around it and it goes back to I don't know the exact date but there was a ruler named Nero and he was kind of the first dude to like be associated with the devil because basically what they had done is in Greek iso I'm gonna butcher the smelling of this but it's I iso fair iso fairy I don't know and Hebrew gematria which is like geometry basically in old math (laughs) have every letter associate with a corresponding numeric value and adding the numbers can give a numeric value to a word or a name similar to what we had gone over last week and so what they had done with this guy Nero is they had like added up his numerals his name numerals and came to the conclusion that in this really specific formula that they did that his name translated into the mark of the beast and therefore he was the antichrist and they had to take care of that (laughs) oh my god what an unlucky name to have at the time (laughs) yes so and it was his full name too i just again would probably butcher the pronunciation um So that is kind of like the first thing I saw about it being used to kind of like pinpoint certain people and like find reasons to be like almost like like a witch witch hunt, right? Of like, oh, wow, (laughs) 
your name adds up to the numerals of the beast, so we gotta kill you now. <laughs> Bumber. <laughs> <laughs> like, basically using it for, like, political gain and, and whatnot. And it didn't stop there. Like, there are still people who, like, do calculations like this to see if they can interpret, like, different leaders as being the devil or the Antichrist, including... <laughs> JFK. No. Uh oh. Un fucking believable. Those he was cowards. On the list. <laughs> I was like, I wonder if Amelia knows this. I did not know this, but I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. He was on that list of like political leaders who whose names and numeric codes match up to the devil's number. Now so. now I feel like I need to do it myself. And the weird thing is, is I almost did it today when I was posting Ooh. about numerology. I was like, well, I'm going to use JFK's birth date for the, oh you know, birth date numerology. And then I was like, what if I did his whole name? And I was like, well, that's long. I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> and then didn't. But holy cow. Oh, my God. Now we have to do it. Now later. I have to do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's on that list along with Bill Clinton and Ronald Reagan, <laughs> which in fact, such good company. <laughs> if you want to call it that. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> speaking of crooks. <laughs> no, oh, you're gonna love this because when I read it, I was like, wow, it really pays to be white in America and rich. <laughs> Um, so on like the fun fact section of Wikipedia, when I was dutifully researching this topic, um, one of the fun facts was that when Nancy and Ronald Reagan moved to Bel Air, Beverly Hills, I don't know, some rich place in California, (laughs) they bought 666 St. Cloud Street. Oh, and they like re they had it like redone to be six six eight Saint Cloud. Like, wow. can you imagine? Like, excuse me, I don't like the address of this house, so we're gonna have to change its number. Yeah, hello, city government. I have a problem with the number of the house I purchased on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what? What is changing the number of your address going to do? Like, ward the devil off. Talk about fucking privilege. Oh my God. This is the wackest shit I've heard. Also, just, I have to interject very briefly. I said, speaking of crooks, because in my head, I literally mixed up Nixon and Reagan. So carry on. Reagan was probably still a crook, anyhow. (laughs) I was going to, I mean, (laughs) you weren't great either, Amelia. (laughs) But, but I, I, I see what you did there. I understand. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyway, I feel like I'm babbling a lot just because a lot of the history stuff I read was really boring and dry. <laughs> and like, I like history, but it has to be like spoon fed to me in a really fun, interesting way. Otherwise, I'm just like, okay, cool. So these religious people didn't like the way other people were doing things. So they came up with a reason to make them stop <laughs> like got it yeah okay so i mean you could definitely do a deep dive into it but a lot of it is basically going to be just that so that's the whole deal with 666 yeah um, we're, we're all still here and um 
We're all thriving. All still emo. It's all good. Yeah, that's how I felt. It's also still emo. Yeah, I felt the same way about the millennium when I was doing the research because um, the Y2K bug conspiracy, that was like the biggest one. And I know that I could dive in further to different religions and what they were thinking, but it was all the same. similar, yeah, because honestly, like the same groups, the same religious groups that were like a part of that like Y2K I don't want to call it a conspiracy theory. I don't want to offend anybody, but it kind of was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> like they, it's it was the same thing. Just a few, six years later, like they were like, okay, this is it. It's this time. It's happening. Right. Just call it a and prediction. So, right. <laughs> exactly. And so, and I guess, like from what I read too, is like many people didn't think it was going to happen exactly on the day. It was just more like that was like the beginning of the end (laughs) type of deal, I Mm -hmm. guess. And um, what's funny, like another fun fact about it is on BetUS, which is some kind of online gambling place, (laughs) 216 people out of 700 people bet the world would end. Wow. What? How? Wow. like what and I'm sure it was like like look what I'm gonna do isn't this so funny like I'm gonna bet that the world's gonna end like what uh, whatever so that was weird to me um and then I kept thinking about I'm like this kind of begs the question is like what what do we measure the end of a world being right so like in religion it's like when Jesus comes down for the rapture, is that right? I think for Christianity, yeah, it's the second coming of Christ and like those who don't follow in his path descending in hellfire. I think if there's okay. a Christian listening of any persuasion, I'm very sorry if I'm wrong. Yes, we are like, I, I will speak for myself here. I am like one of the least organized religious type of people there is. Me too. And if I wrong please let me know this is just what I've gathered from just a little bit of research I've done (laughs) so don't hate me um anyway so yeah that just begged the question for me I was like okay well how can we define the end of the world like what there are so many ways a world could end and like like socially economically Mm -hmm. like the like, what are we defining as the end days, you know? Because if you're listening and you went through 2020. <laughs> I was like, going to say, yeah. <laughs> if if someone had predicted, I'm so sorry. But if someone had what? predicted everything that's happened this year and like wrote it down somewhere, be it like a year ago or 500 years ago, I'd be like, okay, that's literally the end of the world because we're hitting every measurable target for decline, like economic, like you just said, socially, economically, medically, like humanitarian wise. It's just a bad one. Exactly. Right. And so if you think about it, like the last quote unquote normal day that at least I had and that I think is around the same time that many people, at least in the U.S., in our region, remembers as being a normal day was Friday the 13th. Yeah, woo! So, 
that is like the last normal day I had. And we're not going back to that. Like too much has happened. So like so much has happened in less than a year that like you could like in a way say that this has been a kind of ending of the world as it as it were you know what I mean so I just thought that was like an interesting like philosophy question what like define the end of the world absolutely Um, I love that you like took it down that path and especially with it being the year that it is it's like people are thinking this or certainly we're thinking about it at the beginning of this year and like still throughout and that even now it's even worse so it's just like so crazy and then like Amelia you were saying like if somebody had written like wrote this down uh astrologers have but I'll get to that (gasps) well yes I cannot wait to hear about that because that is the money for me (laughs) like not the historical like well, Jesus said, or like, we wanted to kill this dude in power because we didn't like him. So we did X, Y, Z. Like, I, it's too dry for me. <laughs> Astrology, too however. earthly. Yeah, exactly. I can't be contained in this earthly plane. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just thought that was like an interesting way to look at it. And... The other thing I found, so when I started asking myself that question, like, okay, well, define the end of the world, according to some interpretations of the Revelation text from the Bible, um, the Antichrist's arrival will occur during a time when political leaders are pushing for a one-world government, economy, and religion. So it's, for some the end of the world is like, is that some, I think picture it as like Amelia said, just hellfire breaking loose and the earth cracking open. Um, yeah. Just straight up the scene from this is the end. Like actually not the scene, the whole fucking movie, which if you have not watched it and you're not offended by crude humor, please watch it. It's so entertaining. That movie was probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my life. hundred percent heinous. And I loved every second truly was I I yeah that's all I have to say (laughs) about that um and my last fun fact about the devil's number is in numerology 666 equals www dot (laughs) strangely (laughs) (laughs) she did it (laughs) um which, as you may know, if you grew up in the early 2000s with the internet, is code for World Wide Web. Um, and so I thought that was interesting because a lot of people correlate technology with the end of the world, which we heard all about when Rachel went over Y2K and everyone was freaking out about technology failing us. So that was an interesting link, I thought. Yes. <laughs> also, I will just add in there that I was not happy yesterday when my Dunkin' Donuts order came out to $6.66. What? I love when that happens. I just love when any, like, if it's $4.20, love it. If it's one eleven, <laughs> great. Three eleven, better. 
I would be happy with any of those. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're all pretty different from what you just said. <laughs> I was say. It's just slightly more ominous. <laughs> and by slightly, I mean significantly, because all that other shit is chill as fuck. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but I appreciate, I appreciate where you're coming from with that. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, that's my rumbling and bumbling about the devil's number. And um, it was a pretty emotional time in my life. <laughs> Very turbulent time, spiritually, yeah. emotionally, physically, mentally. <laughs> I was in middle school, so it was pretty fucking awful. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that adds up. It was my freshman year of high school, so like, yeah, same. Yeah. It was my last year of middle school, and I was feeling it, <laughs> Mr. Krabs. Oh my anyway, god! Let's move on to our college year, shall we? Yeah. What was going on? End of the world, December 21st, 2012. So much like you guys, um, I found that there were a bunch of previous dates that people guesstimated to be the end of the world. The The previous date associated with this like theory was supposed to be in May of 2003. But when it didn't happen they were like no 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 we meant 12 21 12 <laughs> forget it <laughs> so <laughs> i just did a quick switcheroo oops uh, <laughs> oopsie doopsie so and can wait yeah i have some shit to do so <laughs> so yeah the the premise of the this theory was that um there were a couple of different names um, for the planet that was supposed to come hurtling to Earth. So there was Nibiru, which has been, it's crazy. There's a whole NASA page with information about this date. <laughs> and like, God, their writing is so cold and literal that they're like, no, that is false, which is so fun to read. Because <laughs> people will like submit questions and they're like, no. Mm, no that's, that's not how this works <laughs> this is science but um yeah so one of the theoried planets that was going to come crashing into earth was named nibiru there was another one people called it planet x which okay that's not a fucking thing and then the third one they thought was going to come towards us was iris which was a, do a dwarf planet much like pluto r.i.p Pour one out for a real one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but it, it was interesting because uh, NASA actually did a calculation based on the size of Pluto. And like in anyone's lifetime, the closest Pluto can physically come to Earth is about 4 billion miles away. So even if there were a dwarf planet like Pluto floating around, the closest it could come is about 4 billion miles away. So... Yeah, in case you didn't pick up on the ending, we're all still here. None of these planets crashed into Earth, but people for sure thought it was going to happen. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Are there any like extreme measures? Like I don't. I guess I was like in college, so I had other shit to worry about at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't remember the stores getting cleared out or anything. So. I don't either. I remember there being like a lot of parties around this time, but that I think college kids just think of any excuse to drink yeah, <laughs> in excess. 
think you you're onto something there. <laughs> like fooled me once, fooled me twice. <laughs> okay, we're I mean we're stuck here. I get it. All right. <laughs> it's basically just New Year's Eve, a second New Year's Eve. In 2012, I was in New York City, Ooh. and for college, and there, I just remember like these like people in the subways or like in like down the stairs in the entranceway of the subway, just like for lack of a better word, like preaching about the end times and like passing out flyers with the December 21st, 2012 on it. And like, they're all gathering in parks and stuff. So I remember that pretty vividly. I didn't honestly realize it was about a planet hurtling to earth. Um, But I was just like, Ooh, like weird vibes. (laughs) That's so good. It just goes to show you how very different anywhere I would have been in New Hampshire in 2012 would have been compared to New York City. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, but yeah, that was the the theory is that one of these three potential planets was going to come hurtling to the earth and explode it. Um like you do. The the date itself was linked so obviously the ancient Mayan calendar. Nibiru was allegedly a planet that was discovered by the Sumerians. That's been disproven, but the Mayan calendar, so they the Mayans uh and different cultures at that time would have like their normal calendar, but then they would have a long count calendar is what it was called. So their long count calendars would measure every 400 year period. And then in the 400 year period was called a Bakhtun. So in their measurements, uh, the calendar resets after the 13th Bakhtun. So it's kind of like an older car would reset its mileage after 99,999.9 miles, like an older car would have go back to zero. So it's that Mm -hmm. same kind of idea, but uh, it would be a new calendar. So uh, the idea, there was the, the planet coming and what it really was, was just people misunderstanding the long count of the, of the calendar, which is so funny to me. (laughs) Oh my God. They were just like, yeah, that's the fucking end. And it's like, yeah, that's the end of their year because it ends on the winter solstice. And then they start measuring the next 400 years as like a renaissance because they're fucking wise like that. (laughs) Jesus. Wild. Um, I don't understand it. So that must mean it's wrong. That's right. But yeah, so that's all it really was, was like. The Mayan calendar at that time period ended on 1221 because they were ruled by the seasons, much like many ancient civilizations. So the winter solstice, which is the 21st of December, um, was the end of their year. Um, And then the next day started the new one, 1222. So that was uh, what people thought. There was um, an alleged alignment of the universe was supposed to cause a total blackout in addition to the earth exploding because of a planet impact. There was a polar shift theory, which alleged reversal in earth's rotation. NASA has since completely disproven that and said, they literally said it's impossible. I feel like if NASA is saying something's impossible, it's probably pretty impossible. (laughs) They're kind of the Um, go-to. They kind of, study space and stuff (laughs) a little it's whatever casually (laughs) right and then I was finding so that's it's it stinks because it's kind of like a simple misunderstanding like this was how they measured time 
and it was the end of the calendar. So you guys thought that meant we die. <laughs> but I looked up <laughs> some information. I guess in the U.S., um, sales of private underground blast shelters increased noticeably after 2009. Several construction companies' advertisements called attention to the 2012 apocalypse to increase sales. In Michigan, public schools were closed for the Christmas holidays two days early, in part because the rumors of 2012 were of the apocalypse for 2012 were raising fears of repeat shooting similar to that at Sandy Hook, which is really unfortunate. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, the Hills or anything like that when you were younger. No, <laughs> on MTV. No, a long time. Yes, I did. I was um, like, I know Rachel did. I did. I did not. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like at that point where I was like too cool for school and I was like that's dumb I don't know why you would watch something like that like I'm gonna have <laughs> my follow boy record on repeat three times instead <laughs> that was my external existence internally watch the hills so <laughs> yeah I might have even owned it on DVD <laughs> <laughs> yes okay so the hills Rachel, listeners, do you remember Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt? Of course. Heidi. So they have disclosed since the 2012 uh, end of the world that they spent most of their accumulated $10 million by 2012 because they literally thought the world would end in 2012. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yep. Um, the, that date and like that phenomenon came up in the X-Files. They said that December 22nd, 2012 was the date for an alien colonization of earth. And they mentioned the Mayan calendar stopping on this date, the history channel, um, discovery channel and national geographic channels all released different series and, Things like that to explain what happened. And obviously the show Doomsday Preppers came about, which I love watching. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is what I could get behind. Yep. I love watching that shit. I am nosy as fuck and I want to see how people would live. That's 100% all it is for me. (laughs) Like, that's why I watch anything. I just want to know what other people are doing. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also found, which was interesting that uh till the world ends by britney spears you know a little a little ditty you may remember um came out in 2011 but it was um with the intention of being in su- support question mark of the 2012 shit shit happening um <laughs> in 1990s you like remember those like rubber bracelets that everybody used to wear yes in support of the 2012 collapse (laughs) yeah like it yeah like it's a live strong bracelet that it needs your support and finances yes um for all my alt rock fans out there i found that in Incubus's 1997 song A Certain Shade of Green they referred to the mystical belief that a shift in perception would arrive in 2012 quote are you going to stand around till 2012 AD what are you waiting for a certain shade of green end quote (laughs) 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 amazing right another uh, pop 
pop phenomenon that was associated with it. Uh, if you guys remember Psy's Gangnam Style, that um, oh is a God. banger still. <laughs> I can't. It's so, it's so good. I love it so much. Um, well, apparently there was an internet hoax <laughs> that Psy was one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And so his song becoming <laughs> widely popular during that time was like, this is a sign. Everything's going to shit. Oh my god, if you think about the dance too, it kind of does look like... Like you're galloping away from trouble? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. I also found that uh, General Motors, uh, during the Super Bowl of 2012, so February 2012, aired uh, an advertisement in which a group of friends drove Chevy Silverados through the ruins of human civilization following the 2012 apocalypse. And on my birthday in 2012, Jell-O ran an ad saying that offering Jell-O to the Mayan gods would appease them into sparing the world. Oh my I'm god. Sorry. <laughs> Get it, Jell-O. Get it, Jell-O. You can't wow. step on their game. <laughs> but like who do they think the Mayan gods are? Is my question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're pretty old, so, like, I get they wouldn't have teeth, so Jell-O would be a reasonable food offering to give them. (laughs) But, yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it as far as, like, predictive astrology with it. I mean, they were the, the planetary alignments, the alignments of the universe causing a total, like, earthly blackout was something that people had guessed would happen, but it came and went and did not happen. Um... So that's that's twelve twenty one twelve, y'all. Damn. Wow. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe we've lived through all of the things we've lived through. So right? Far. It's crazy. I'm I'm in awe. And it's funny, like as you progress from like two thousand, two thousand six to two thousand twelve, it was like literally just a big joke we're like just, let's just use this for advertisement whatever right it's fun. oh my god but what was cool though is that amelia's date when they switched it from may to december they chose the winter solstice which is december 21st as well um and with it being 2020 i mean there's no need to rehash the year that has been 2020 at this point with it being early December, 2020 right now. Um, But with the winter solstice, it's just like an interesting choice I would feel for, you know, just reassigning that date real quick. Um, Unless that was the true date, but who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Um, Yeah. They said it was in May uh, 2003 and then they were like, actually, it's December 21st. <laughs> well, it makes sense because December 21st is the solstice and it's been that way for a while. And as a reminder, the solstice marks the um, summer and winter like start dates in our like traditional calendar. Um, of course, in the southern hemisphere, our winter solstice is actually their summer solstice. So when I'm speaking about this, I am looking at it from the northern like hemisphere perspective. Um, but and then the equinox is the spring and fall dates. Um, so the solstice, the winter solstice here in the northern hemisphere is 
going to be occurring December 21st, 2020. And it is the shortest day of the year with it being the winter solstice here. And it's occurring around 5.20 a.m. Eastern time. And it's also marking the start of Capricorn season. So this is just like a an important astrological date always every year um, for all of these reasons. Um, so basically the sun is entering the sign of Capricorn exactly at zero degrees of that sign. Um, but there are several things that are marking this particular winter solstice as something that's way more significant than usual. Um, so... First off, there is um, something else occurring the same day, and this is what's known in astrology as the Great Conjunction. The Great Conjunction is just when Jupiter and Saturn meet at the same degree of the zodiac. This occurs approximately every 20 years to like round it up. Um, and basically, this astrological alignment is thought to color and shape the two decades to come. It has like a very strong, like kind of new moon energy, almost like a new beginning. Um, so this is occurring in 2020, the same day as the winter solstice. So solstice technically rolls in 520 a.m. And the... Uh, Great Conjunction would be, I can't remember, actually, it's just several hours after that, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, that's what it was. So it's a hugely powerful day, um, just first and foremost. Um, so with the themes of Jupiter and Saturn aligning, um, first off, they are aligning at zero degrees Aquarius. So zero degrees, I've mentioned that a couple times, is important because it is it represents like infinite infinite potential, new beginnings, possibilities. Again, that's kind of new moon energy. Um, all things are possible. There's a new foundation. It's opening. Um, so it's just like the beginning of a journey. So these two planets are meeting at zero degrees Aquarius, and they are going to be the closest together. It's like points and points of that degree, the closest that they've been since 1623. Um, oh my God. Basically, a new plague. six minutes apart um, in the same degree. So if you are able to see this, which we potentially like have that ability given that it's clear and whatnot it's going to look like a huge bright star in the sky because there's going to be jupiter basically overtaking saturn um which is really cool to just like think about like if you are looking at that from here on earth it's like you are literally staring down the barrel of like infinite space because saturn mm -hmm. is billions of miles away from Jupiter and you're like looking in that one direction. That's so trippy and I can't wait to see that. Space is so overwhelming. I can't. I love it. Oh my god. So cool. Right. So it's not only like a, a huge like astronomical event, but it's also a huge astrological event. And astronomers will say like don't put stock into astrology or whatnot, but I mean it's all 
it's all up to you, but I like it. So <laughs> astrologically speaking, um, not only is like the great conjunction representing like a new beginning, it has a lot to do with like the themes that these particular planets have in astrology. So Jupiter is associated with the sign of Sagittarius. It focuses on how we play, themes of luck, growth, expansion, optimism, abundance, and understanding. So overall, just like a really abundant and positive um, planet as far as its themes go. Saturn is sometimes seen as the opposite of that. It's uh, associated with the sign of Capricorn. So it is more associated with how we work, uh, structure, law, restriction, discipline, responsibility, obligation, but also ambition. Capricorns are extremely hard workers. Um, so when these two planets are aligning, it's like they are resetting the clock, so to speak. And that's why the, gr the Great Conjunction is known as kind of that time where it's, it's thought to shape and color the decades to come. Um, so with that being said, the last 200 years, because the Great Conjunction occurs about every 20 years, the last 200 years, this occurred in Earth signs. So Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn. This time, they are aligning in the sign of Aquarius, an air sign. So not only is it like this reset for like this 20-year cycle, it's also a reset for a 200-year cycle, according to astrology. Um, so Earth energy, which has been the, the, the past 200 years, is more tangible, it's grounded, it's more materialistic, um, it's heavier as it exists in the 3D realm, it's, it's enduring and it's stable, and in this way it is resistant to change. Um, so again, like Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, very, very stable, like grounded energy. Air energy is obviously the complete opposite of Earth, <laughs> as it's literally <laughs> airier. Um, <laughs> That's the best adjective for uh, it. Right? Oops. <laughs> right? So, I mean, if we're looking at it in, in that type of lens, it would be more about the intangible. So it's more about connection and communication. It deals more with the mind, with thoughts and ideas. And in that way, it's more adaptable than earth energy, which, you know, has its roots grounded deep into the earth. Uh, it's hard, it's resistant to change. And air energy is way more adaptable. Um, so Aquarius is an air sign. So this is occurring in Aquarius. This sign specifically and the energy associated with it is more eccentric, except, I'm sorry, eccentric, imaginative, mm. and open-minded. So great news, honestly, if we're going to be moving I into that. Say, I am here for it. <laughs> yeah, it perfectly that describes an art school student. I'm here for it. Right? that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hmm, I like the sound of that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not only is it that, but it's also considered to be one of the most inventive signs and most high tech signs, so to speak. Um, so dealing a lot with like technology and computers and again, that intangible data, that intangible energy that 
is able to be manipulated by technology. Um, but at the same time, it's also considered very humanistic. So a huge focus on community and connection always has the higher good in mind. And in that way, it is also reformative. So if anything, if there's anything that would be the next step from 2020, this is the best thing that we could ask for, in my opinion, is moving into more of this Aquarius energy. Mm, it's a uh, renaissance. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Oh, my God. Amelia coming in clutch with the actual words. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's been a long time coming and we really need this. And it's going to be, hopefully things are going to get better and be different. And I wish there was a word for that. And Amelia is like, it's a renaissance. And I'm like, yep. Colombian's <laughs> yeah. rebirth in French. Also, Tosh, you describing like earthly, like just the past 200 years, like, the Industrial Revolution. Exactly. <laughs> like the Works Progress Administration. So many things. So those are just like obviously American-centric. But yeah, anyway. No, definitely. And it's if you do look back on history, it's easy to kind of pick those things out and be like, absolutely, we have been focused on on things like this. The other thing is like, um, like earth uh, resources like oil and coal and things like that. Like that is so earth energy like focused it's it's a transition away from those tangible like depletable resources and moving more towards a reform in energy like literal energy as well like sound waves air waves light waves things like that it's like taking it to the next level almost and people have been talking about the age of aquarius for literally ever like obviously there's that song as well hit song yes hit, hit song um i <laughs> cannot wait for amelia to put together the end of season playlist i know because yes lit <laughs> truly um but like every like moving forward too we're gonna see more planets going into aquarius and major shifts are going to occur um but the thing is to think of like now that it's finally switching into aquarius None, nobody alive today is going to be alive by the time this cycle ends because this is marking the beginning of a new 200-year cycle where the majority of these conjunctions are going to be occurring in air signs. So it's like we, we, were, we chose, I guess, to experience the beginning or this the, one of the first steps um, into this shift. Um, what else? Uh, there are some things that like astrologers are saying, obviously they're saying it all over and people have been talking about this for years, um, by people, I mean, astrologers, <laughs> um, and <laughs> our kind right, of people. <laughs> exactly. People I listen to. Um, so astrologers have been talking about this for years. Like I've been looking towards this since the beginning of this year as well. And, um, it's just so weird to see how the year has played out because b with this shift, what they're saying is that there are things that are going to continue that have basically started already. So if you think of Aquarius and its association with technology, like remote work, remote school, even like remote exercise mm -hmm. classes, 
automated or self-serve processes, self-checkout, things like that, taking the human factor out of um, the kind of daily tasks. It has a much more digital focus um, moving forward. And these have been kind of like abruptly thrown at us, not that they didn't already exist, but like almost forced upon the majority in this year. And this, these themes of this particular conjunction is saying like, this is the beginning of a cycle where these themes are prevalent and we're going to see more of them. Um, but with also community being a huge aspect with Aquarius energy is something we so sorely need. And it's finally like having that realization that there is a need to come together to basically create a better world ourselves. Um, it's it, it, even necessary. There, there may be a rise in community-based living or, you know, just less of the, the need yes. to rely on big government or big corporations, organizations. Can't be communes. Exactly. <laughs> like who, who has the skills? Like what can, what can we trade? Like just a more focus on like supporting one another because it's more of that focus on humanitarian efforts. So we, we may also see changes with um, or action taken on big issues like homelessness or world hunger, equal rights, of course, like all of these things would be pushed to the forefront um, because just that sense of community and that need for community is going to be more prevalent moving forward, especially in a digital, a more digital world. So it's like, where's that balance? Um so challenges that could be coming along with all of this. Well, while I'd love to say it's all good and great all the time, uh, obviously. <laughs> it's Nothing's free. <laughs> exactly. So it's going to be about like learning this new balance. This is the beginning of this 200-year cycle. We have 200 years to figure this out as humanity, and and like that is that. So um, the couple of things that might come up as just like, even like inner challenges in the years and years ahead are like that need to, or the feeling of the need to follow the group in order to feel accepted because it would be easier to ignore the beliefs of others, not only due to like the technology and like the remoteness, like affecting that, but also because of the rise in the collective conscious and like the more like community sense so the further we get into the cycle the more that more that may be a challenge um for like future generations so basically staying authentic and staying true to yourself is the most important thing and not and especially not losing yourself and trying to serve others or serving the community so that you can retain your individual spark um that's also a part of Aquarius energy is also it's so much about the community, but it's also being about like being honored for your each like your each individual spark and each person's co contributions. Um, so not losing that sight either, because the more we can focus on that while serving and, and maintaining this balance, it would help to shape a society from a collective space rather than just from the ideas and beliefs of a select few. That is beautiful. Thanks. So I've been looking at this for a year <laughs> a straight and finally had a chance to kind of 
write everything down and to kind of wrap it up this there's this one quote from a site I always mention foreverconscious.com um, which I think wraps up all of this pretty nicely uh, she says the energy of the great conjunction will feel most powerful in the weeks leading up to it and the weeks after it then it will fade into the background of our lives where it will continue to influence influence us most strongly for the coming years so that's that's our new cycle it's not it's not about the end of the world it's not anything crazy or scary but it could certainly mean the end of the old times and the beginning of something much needed and much newer end of the bullshit so, <laughs> what'd you say amelia end of the bullshit yes like i some of it. those responses just encapsulated our entire personality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's beautiful <laughs> no more bullshit that's right it's so true um no but in all seriousness i think that's a really good way to end this topic because to me it's kind of like we've been through the motions of the world ending for decades now and longer than that obviously but in terms of our lifetimes over and over again we've heard the world's gonna end or prepare for the end of the world and it's like it's that's how our new cycle works is like that like very like almost overly dramatic like fear-based fear yes that's what I was looking for fear-based information giving and it's like yes shit is really fucking bad right now for a lot of people but as true as that is I see a lot of good coming from how awful all of this is and I think it's highlighting the bad stuff and I think that we're going to be able to better address those things now and we're better equipped to handle that stuff and and to change things for the better so. mm-hmm. I agree yeah that's my hope anyway there's a lot of shit to fix but <laughs> TBD <laughs> but the stars say it so so we have to make it happen <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all right um, yeah. Any final thoughts, guys? So I can stop being a cheese ball? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Thank you guys for a great season. This has been so fun. And for people who have listened to us, you know, whether it be a couple minutes of an episode or all 10 of them, we appreciate your support and look forward to making more content for you in this next 200 year cycle after the dawning of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Th- I mean, I never thought that I would make a whole season of a podcast. I have wanted to like produce media for a really long time. Like, as long as I can remember really but you know as I got older it seemed more unrealistic and then I met these guys and we had so many fun conversations about so many weird things and now we have a podcast it's just so cool yay so yay so thank you to our listeners 
if you've stuck around, we appreciate you. Um, we have a lot of fun, exciting things we want to do in the next coming year. Um, don't have a release date for season two yet. So just keep an eye on our socials. And I just want to give a really big thank you to Amelia and Tosh and Rachel for encouraging me to do this and joining me. I love you guys. And I appreciate you so much. We love you too. We love you. (laughs) Wouldn't have happened without you. Literally a hundred million percent. Oh, and that's a factual number. NASA says so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I appreciate you guys. Um, and we will see you on our socials and next season. Okay, bye. 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 bye.